everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle. And Kim, I have a question. Do you make chai for your husband at 4 (laughs) a.m.? Duh. It's women's work. (laughs) (laughs) But he never does it for me. (laughs) yeah totally i liked how at when you (laughs) you guys can't see this but when we started recording kim looked up like she forgot what podcast she was about to introduce (laughs) wait what do i I say what am i I talking about (laughs) what have i said the last 600 episodes (laughs) i kyle look kyle and i have known more than one white woman who has appropriated Indian culture and things yes, and been very yeah. excited about like wearing Indian clothing and like dating Indian men and just like kind of and, appropriating and to, a lot of things. And to be clear, like walking around like Santa Monica like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I doubt the, you know, wearing saris is fun until you have to wake up at 4 a.m. to make other people tea and right. massage men's feet without ever getting a massage in return. We need to send those women to Indian wife school, Kyle. And and, you know, just thinking about the people that we've known that are like this, can you imagine for one second any of them doing that? No, absolutely not. No way. No, no, no. 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 This it, this wife school, Rishi's wife school, was one of my favorite scenes, I, I think, since the runaway train scene with Ben and Mahogany. I loved this. I mean, these women put her to work. They like took this seriously. She was like scrubbing laundry by hand and like mopping the floor and washing dishes. And Rishi's just standing, hovering outside the doorway. God, it was fucking great. My my favorite part about it is is the amount of joy that these women took in seeing this Western white lady making tea and cooking. They had the biggest shitty grins on their face the entire time. It was great. The only thing that would have made it better is if they were berating her in in Hindi behind her back. Oh <laughs> yeah, time. like mother like mother Samit yeah. did during her wife school lesson. Yeah, totally. I I enjoyed this more than mother Samit wife school because Jenny Jenny wasn't taking it seriously. Jen actually did all the things, which made it funnier for some reason. Yeah. Like there was no pushback. Um, oh god, I have so much to say about Jen and Rishi. They were kind of the stars of the episode, I guess. Also, like Gabe and Isabel, who is Isabel's too good for this show. Like she's a too. delight. Yeah, yeah. They make her. I. They make her seem a little bit weird in the preview, but my guess is that that's a misdirection, and that Gabe's friend is a total jackass. He probably is, and I mean, Gabe probably doesn't have any friends. So it's when you move to a foreign country and you only have like you like know like two people, you're kind of going to hang out with those two people. He'll move on if the guy sucks, but I just <laughs> the translator is back. Translator chaos. The penis will cook more. They're like no. <laughs> No, <laughs> that was a great, I mean, what a great conversation to have shitty translator drama. Oh, uh, honestly, I mean, I don't, I'm a, I'm really scared to say what I'm about to say. Cause really it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the trans community thinks, but I feel like TLC is doing a decent job with the Gabe and Isabel storyline. I personally have learned many things about I learned I learned surgery. something yeah I learned I learned a couple things this episode and Isabel is just 
like you said, she's too pure for the show. She's too good. Um, she see they these two seem like so good together, and it's scary to watch because I don't understand what we're. <laughs> I, I almost don't understand what we're seeing here. It's like people that actually like and accept each other. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, these two do something that no other couple in recent memory has done. Talk. No, laugh together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. Yes. Same they have idea. Conversations. <laughs> Weird. They're like having fun together. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, and they they don't take everything so dead serious even though it's a even e- even though it's a clearly a a tough topic for him. It seems like he has understandably like some PTSD from all the horrific surgery. Uh, not just even the surgery, if it went perfectly, would have been brutal. Mm-hmm. From what I'm hearing, you yeah, know, you have half really your thigh, yeah, you have half your thigh ripped off, and then some of the most sensitive parts of your body reshaped. It's going to be painful no matter what. And then he had to have like two extra surgeries because of terrible complications. So, yeah, I mean, tough. in the fact that they can still, that she is still comfortable. Not like quizzing him, but like diving pretty deep into something that was now positive, but pretty traumatic for him just shows that they have a, they have a really good relationship. Like he doesn't, he doesn't fold right away and get uncomfortable when she's asking because he knows that it's coming from the right place. Like these two love each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know they really do. And I, I know it's not Gabe's responsibility obviously to educate the viewers on transgender um, surgeries and other things but I have to say like I'm learning a lot I think this is a great education for the general public as well but I I do want to I've been I need to look more on reddit and such for feedback from the trans community and see if they feel the same Um, I am curious about that so from what I've seen I don't think I haven't seen any threads in our Facebook group. And by the way, our our Facebook group superfan listeners have also been really, really informative and helpful to everyone, especially us, on, on these topics. And I haven't seen any like comments about mm-hmm. the treatment here either. No, me neither, which is like we were worried you don't, you don't have, you don't, <laughs> at the beginning you don't to, and you don't have to agree with us about our outlook on gabe generally to think oh, harry teals because i know some people are already kind of irritated with gabe it's not like yeah. he's the perfect person or something but the treatment from tlc i think has been pretty pretty interesting yeah yeah not 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 overtly problematic <laughs> from my pers- from my perspective, <laughs> that's that's the best but, we can hope for, isn't but you it? Know what's what's funny is they they int- it seems like TLC does this like they introduce a like a gay couple and they're like fucking perfect like Kenny and Armando. I know. And then the next one, but then they wait until number two to really fuck you, <laughs> to really like <laughs> like Carlos and Valentine. Like oh Christ. <laughs> These fucking they, two. <laughs> they're back too. They're gonna be back. Oh, they were really like, whoa. <laughs> and then I feel like we we have Jamie Although the and- first the first lesbian couple was a t- Stephanie and that was a total fucking that was, shit show. That was dumb, but it wasn't problematic. You know, they didn't like do anything. Yeah, it could have been worse. It, yeah. 
I, it you could was... have had 34 knives and a shiv under a bed. <laughs> Here's something you might never have thought about. Why does laundry detergent come in massive plastic jugs? Who wants that? Those inconvenient, awkward, heavy jugs are filled with messy goo that's up to 90% water. Washing machines already use water, so why should we pay more for it? Not to mention 91% of those jugs don't get recycled. That's right, 700 million detergent jugs wind up in our landfills every single year. But it's not like you can't just stop doing laundry, so do what I did switch to Earth Breeze. My new Earth Breeze laundry detergent eco sheets look like dryer sheets, but they're not. They dissolve 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. It couldn't be easier. No measuring or mess, just toss them in. Earth Breeze has really made the whole concept of detergent better. The packaging is compact, it's biodegradable and plastic-free. Their eco-sheets are vegan, cruelty-free, and dermatologically tested for safe and sensitive skin. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time without penalty. With their Buy One, Give 10 initiative, each purchase donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice. A whopping 30 million loads have already been donated. These little sheets have turned a chore into an act of kindness. And most important, you get a powerful clean for your clothes. I was a little worried about using an eco detergent because I wash most of my clothes on a cold cycle, but I was really pleasantly surprised that without carrying around this giant jug of detergent and like getting it, you know, it's just really messy in the laundry room. Typically, I could just throw in this sheet and it really did clean my clothes, even on a cold and delicate cycle. I'm telling you this, but you won't really know until you actually try it. If you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you a full refund. You don't even have to send the product back. They are confident you'll love it as much as I do. Now is the time to try EarthBreeze because right now my listeners can subscribe and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash cray cray to get started. That's EarthBreeze, B-R-E-E-Z-E dot com slash cray cray for 40% off earthbreeze.com slash cray cray. So my husband and I recently downloaded an app called Paired, where we take these cute little quizzes, but we can't see each other's answers until we've answered the quizzes ourselves. So today the question was, what do you remember about the first time you met? And it was so funny to see how different our first impressions were and how we actually remember the experience. We've been joking about it all week, and it's really brought us closer together. The app is called Paired, like paired like a pair of jeans. And it's a relationship app for couples. It's simple and often hilarious, and you get a daily question to answer, and you cannot see your partner's answer until you answer yourself. Yesterday, my husband and I did childhood memories, and I learned a lot of weird stories about his childhood, uh, and it was really fun and hilarious. Whether you're just a few dates in or have been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash CrayCray to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash CrayCray to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. Should we talk about the show? Yeah. Do you want to start? I feel like I could talk about Jen and Rishi for 
seven hours. So maybe we start there. Do you think that this, uh, how do you, how would you pronounce his name? Deer? I, I am certain. I don't remember what the subtitle said. I'm certain that if I saw it written down, I would understand But I heard deer. Yeah. I heard deer. The fitness instructor is who we're talking about. This guy wants to fucking supplant Rishi, right? This guy wants to be on TV. He, (laughs) yeah. I texted you immediately. I was like, I am two minutes in and I have no (laughs) fucking idea what is happening right now. Like, what? They're like, and like running around. Like a fucking Indian haka or something. It was great. I mean, Look, I will say this about Jen. She has accomplished in less than 48 hours what Jenny hasn't been able to accomplish in seven years. The woman has left the apartment by herself. She has identified (laughs) a friend. She has attended a class with three other women that she doesn't know. (laughs) Good for you. She exchanged money for goods and services. (laughs) Exactly. And she has a friend, like, dear, who, I mean... He's not so much a friend as he is a therapist, um, yeah. but he seems okay with it. So seems like she has her pick of um, fitness instructors around town, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, Rishi must be jealous. I'm surprised she's not like taking his fitness class. So Rishi admitted that he lied <coughs> about the search situation because he didn't want to lose her how many times have we heard that line before i lied because i didn't want to lose you um i feel like that's on the bingo card for pretty much every 90 day episode and of all time um and but i i i appreciated so she says like what would my brother do in this situation he would like bash down a door and kill somebody but <laughs> great I, I i appreciate yeah i appreciated that she at least considered the possibility that she's thinking too much like an american mm-hmm. but at the same time it doesn't seem like she has really ever talk to anyone until literally right now about what <laughs> life is actually like in India. <laughs> and it's, it's just so wild to me that like, okay, I, I, I agree with her in one sense that if she was just living with Rishi by herself, maybe yes, she could have this for India, very progressive, get more egalitarian relationship. I think that that actually is possible, but mm-hmm. the idea that, they wouldn't ever be in a joint household seems insanely and almost like it's just credibility how naive that is. Yeah, I know. It's like she she clear they clearly haven't discussed this, I think is the core of the problem as well. And how you know, she, I don't know. What did what did you talk about for the two years you were apart if you're talking all the time? Like what you're you're not having conversations about the important stuff. I don't understand what you're talking about. How do they not talk about like where they're going to live? Did I know? It, and it doesn't seem like she is upset with him about lying about that. 
Like if he has been telling her, oh yeah, we're going to get our own apartment. Uh, right. You remember that girlene chick? We're going to totally do it like that. <laughs> it, you know, love without border style. And, no, it's, a, and she's not getting pissed at him for lying about what their living situation is going to be. She kind of just admits that they never even fucking talked about it, which is wild. But then she says she doesn't trust him. I think she's, yeah, she's mad that I do fault Rishi for not saying like, hey, by the way, my family is like looking for a match for me. He does admit that he kind of lied about that, which is annoying. But it's what's most frustrating to me is that when they do that flashback to the the car ride home from the family visit and they're kind of fighting lightly, he's like, I know I... I didn't tell you my mom's trying to marry me off, but I would choose you over my family. And so maybe that's which is, true. Which is bullshit, man. I don't well, know. look, Summit chose Jenny over his family and look how that turned yeah, out. That's fair. Like, is is that is that the result you really want? Because their life is kind of miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, maybe Rishi chooses you over his family and then he's going to be sad all the time. Right. Right. Is, is that what you want? Seems like a bummer. Maybe watch the show. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about wife school. Like, this, I think, was a big eye-opener for Jen. She... It's insane to me that they had never discussed this expectation. <laughs> But Rishi is literally showing her, like, we're going to live with my family in a, what did he call it? An extended household? A, a I joint. Forget, he, a joint, joint household. household. And this is what you're expected to do. Not just for me, but for my, like, for my uncle and for my brother and everybody else. And Jen is, do you think she's already booked her ticket home? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, look, the problem is not, I don't even think that for Rishi's family, I'm just guessing here, I don't think that the problem is that she's a white lady that's a little bit older. I don't, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is the first things mom is going to think is, oh, she's not going to fucking do all this shit that I do, and I'm she's ready not gonna to retire. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to wake yeah. up and make chai anymore. It's been like 30 goddamn years. I've been waiting for this lady to take all this shit off. Like she literally wants the 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 maid, the the daughter-in-law maid situation. That's the cultural expectation. That's what she's been waiting. It's like it's like you you work for forty years and then the last day before you retire, like your pension gets canceled or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's why Mother Summit is so angry too? It's part of it. And Jenny is demonstrably bad at all of those responsibilities. Well, I think that's what Rishi's mom is probably going to be worried about, too, is that like, Jen doesn't know how to do all this stuff. Well, he it needs to get her like, a wife school certificate. <laughs> from what wife's, you know, what I learned in Indian wife school is that it takes an entire lifetime to learn these skills. I mean, I wouldn't know how to, like, do laundry by hand or I don't know. They had like very specific ways of doing things. I I don't think I would succeed in this role either. Reese yeah, and you know, in hovering. And look, like maybe <laughs> maybe uh 
Uncle Rishi doesn't really give a shit how his clothes are washed as long as they're clean. But you better believe that his mom is going to be particular about it because she did it for 50 years. So now you're going to fucking do it. I cannot. I'm literally like having a physical reaction to thinking about getting laundry feedback from Rishi's uncle. Holy shit, dude. (laughs) Wow. I just, I don't think I could do that. No. Can you imagine like Polish (laughs) (laughs) father-in-law giving it fuck? I mean, he does give you feedback. This is not how you correctly wash windbreaker. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I just, I thought that the interview, like the the three women, by the way, this house that they're at is gorgeous, like I incredible. <laughs> yeah. I was at one point, I thought there's no way these women are doing all this work. Like these people are rich. They definitely have hired help. Right. Like even I Mother Submit have. admitted she had a maid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for so, sure. But they're, they I, are just yeah. they, this is they're living their best life watching this, though, and giving her orders like that. They've dreamed of this for so long. Yeah. But she made a really interesting comment, which was. I'm sure Jen was taught from a young age that she has equality, but we don't learn that. We learn that, like, this is our place to wake up at four and make the chai and serve the men and massage their feet. And we don't expect anything in return. And it was funny that they said that in their interview, because the first thing that Jen said was, when does your husband get up to make you chai at 4 a.m.? And they just laugh. laugh. Yeah, they crack (laughs) up. (laughs) It's like, well, you know, you wanted to wear the pretty headscarf. You can wear it. You got to get up at 4 a.m. to make that chai. And I thought it was hilarious. Like Jen's like, oh, okay. And she just, she sets that aside for a second because Kim, Mm -hmm. she gets a benefit from this too. But when she's mad, Rishi is not allowed to even come near her. (laughs) All she (laughs) has, like, well, I don't know about that whole doing literally everything for the entire family stuff, but I'm really (laughs) into this staying the fuck away from me when I'm mad with him thing. I like that. <laughs> I do want to go through wife school lesson by lesson um, as Rishi is watching from the doorway. Lesson one is crushing ginger with a mortar and pestle. Yep. Making the tea. Yeah. I feel like this could be executed with like a coffee grinder, but you know, that's not here nor there. No, 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 no. That I, I'm, I'm serious. That's a, it's a very different thing when you're using the pest, you're like getting the oils out. And oh. chopping and that's just a chopping situation you're creating more surface area but you're not actually like expelling the the good okay. stuff the essence here i have a spice grinder myself uh clearly i've been doing it wrong so no no no, so no, no. it depends it depends on the purpose and the 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 spice that you're that you're using it for okay crushed ginger mortar and pestle we got to wake up at 4 a.m. to make that tea. And then lesson two, men eat first. You're right. Then yeah. women. Now, was it eat first or served first? They said eat first. I, th- I yeah, don't they, Im- they could have meant served first. I don't know. I think they all eat together. That would be 
very different than what we've seen if they literally have to finish eating first. I have been in a situation where the men had to finish eating first and then I was allowed to eat. Yeah, you told me about that. It was humbling. Not in a great way. Is that way. the word that you thought of at the time? Uh, no. The, the word I thought of at the time was, I am hangry, you. you motherfuckers. I'm, I'm hungry, bitch. <laughs> Fuck your culture. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know me well. Uh, lesson three was cleaning utensils. This is apparently very specific. Lesson four, mopping the floor. I really enjoyed that one. I did did miss lesson five, which was the hand washing of the laundry. This is all just great. I I enjoyed watching her do all the chores. I want to know how long she was there actually in totality. You know, like we saw three minutes. Was she there for three hours doing all this stuff? Well, I I mean, if she really wants to complete wife school, she at least has to do a David Tobo in the monastery two days. (laughs) At least. He was literally a monk for 48 hours. I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have two master's degrees. I don't want to be a maid for Rishi's family. What is she planning to do all day? What, is she th- what did she think she was going to be doing all day? She's not going to be using her two master's degrees, no matter what she's doing. No. But do, you, do we know what they're in? No. Was that a first episode thing that I don't remember? I'm sure she didn't mention it, but we can try to find out. Okay. Um, this, was, this was wonderful. I mean, what, she, what happened? How do you get past this? Yeah, I mean, look. She, she like did a little humble brag with the two master's degrees. I'm not going to be a maid, but before that, she said something that was actually, you know, not weird, which was, I respect (laughs) these women and I respect their traditions, but this isn't my life there. Good. Yeah. Go home now because that is the smartest thing that you've ever said. And She's not going to listen to that inner voice, which is super duper mega correct right now. Yeah, I know. It's uh, that's it. That's like uh, over. It's because, not looking great. Because imagine doing that now for what sixteen hours a day, seven days a week. You don't get time off. Yeah, she she's not as long as they're living with mom. She ain't going to be able to go on vacation. You can't just no. take a week, week off from being the main daughter-in-law. That's not how it works. No, you can't. You don't take a vacation. And I do. Yeah, I want to know because I feel like Submit wasn't very. Submit definitely was trying to get Jenny to do this stuff. Or he kind of asked for it in a sheepish way. But Rishi is taking the lead. He is, this isn't Rishi's mom that set up wife school like Samit's mom. This is Rishi taking the lead and saying, these are my expectations. I feel like in the Samit and Jenny, it was Mother Samit saying, these are my expectations. So I don't know. This is an interesting situation. I'm not sure I agree. I, I, I still feel like he's doing this not because he cares all that much. But because he feels like this is the only way that his parents will find this whole thing palatable, 
but you might be right. I mean, I, I think that he's getting a huge amount of enjoyment watching this, but <laughs> I, I, I also think he knows this isn't really her either. I mean, do you think deep down Rishi wants a wife that's going to cook and clean for him and serve him? Oh, don't get me wrong. I think he wants his cake and he wants he wants to have his cake and eat it too. But if he if he wanted a tra- like a super traditional thing, he could have had it. Like yeah, he, that's true. This 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 does go both ways with Jenny and Samit and these two. He is choosing someone not from his culture and <clears throat> expecting her to just like overnight fucking have a metamorphosis or something and it's not how it works yeah yep all right i want to talk about lomi <laughs> like seriously i could just talk about this i know we're for, texting each other like pictures of our dirt i like, text you pictures of dirt kim <laughs> that's how cool lomi is seriously I, I got one for my wife for christmas because she really is into dirt <laughs> if you guys are wondering what the hell a lomi is it's this machine it's probably the size of a crock pot would you say yeah it's electric it sits on it's called an electric composter it sits on your counter or i mean wherever the hell you want to put it it sits for me in my kitchen on my counter and you just like throw your food scraps and other compostable stuff in there and it creates dirt it's pretty incredible i have an entire bin of dirt that now unlike you <laughs> i was gonna ask where the sun fucking shines <laughs> where do you put it in the winter i have i have just like a bin with i by the time i'm actually able to use this in idaho i'm gonna have almost an entire it's crazy how much this produces yeah so i fill up my flower beds i have like two yeah. raised flower beds and i just like keep dumping this dirt from the loamy like into the flower beds and I mean, it's they're like full of this super rich. It's so much better than what you can buy at the gardening store. And it's literally from my garbage. Like I throw my garbage in this freaking machine. It's cut down. The, I, I don't even fill up our trash can anymore. I know. It really cuts our gar. I feel like it cuts our garbage by like a third. I put everything in there. Coffee, grounds, all your vegetables <laughs> and fruits, yep. eggshells. You can put a little bit of meat. Anything that you would honestly put down the garbage disposal. And you shred up cardboard. You're supposed to put like a little bit of base of cardboard. So it gets rid of so much stuff. Yeah. And I swear, I'm filling up a gallon Ziploc of dirt every week pretty much. And I swear to God, too, it doesn't smell like I've wanted to get into composting for a long time. But my husband was like, I can't have worms in our backyard. And our HOA is probably going to complain. It's going to (laughs) stink, which is fair. I mean, yeah. I've seen some some smelly operations, but this thing it doesn't smell, it doesn't make noise. No, we've and we've tried to do it too with you know some b- digging a pit, you know, <laughs> and there's just all sorts of uh, let's just say critters end up in there, and it's uh, you don't even want to open it. It's terrifying. No, and if you have a dog, the dog is always like wants to eat it. It's gross. So. <laughs> So anyway, we really like Lomi. It's we awesome. love Lomi. Our our code Cray Cray for Lomi will get you an awesome discount. Yes, we do. We get fifty dollars off. It's a pretty good deal. That's a big discount. It is. Yeah. It's a big discount. So, if you want to start making a positive environmental impact, or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com/slash/cray-cray or use promo code Cray-Cray to get fifty dollars off your Lomi. That's fifty dollars off when you head to L O M I dot com slash cray cray and use promo code cray cray at checkout 
L-O-M-I, get it. It's awesome. We both have one. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we are always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've personally found that therapy has helped me learn positive coping skills for when I'm going through hard times, and it's also taught me how to set healthy boundaries. It's just not... It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. It really empowers anyone to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you want. So discover your potential with BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash cray today. You get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cray cray. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Let's uh, talk about somebody else who's having a metamorphosis, which is Chris. Um, Oof. Tough to watch. Little uncomfortable watching yeah. her in all this pain. Like, this is bad. And why are they in matching outfits, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. It was bad. Just like, please, please no. <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what you do when you're a lesbian? It's uh, every day. Twin. I just heard I just Charlene told flames. me there were strap-ons. I don't know. That's all strap-ons I strap-ons and twin flaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay so what oof. the fuck is with this motorcycle <laughs> jesus this, christ this is wild so <clears throat> they're furniture shopping and of course furniture shopping is when you choose to have a great really yeah. important conversation with your significant other and she's like i have to go home I have to go to court to prosecute a man who stole my rare motorcycle. I know that we've talked about this before, and I know that there are people that will not purchase a mattress without laying on it. And I respect you. I hear you. I understand you. (laughs) But I cannot buy a mattress that people are having long conversations on television (laughs) about stolen motorcycles. You know, I just can't do it. No way. I just picture all of the fucking people twin flaming on the mattress before I bought it. (laughs) That's fair, Kyle. I respect your opinion (laughs) about the mattresses. My mattress came in a tiny box, just like mattresses do these days. And (laughs) I have mixed feelings about it. But Okay, so uh, $50,000 motorcycle. I mean, Kyle's Carfax, that just doesn't sound exactly correct, but whatever. (laughs) That's fine. Wasn't it if insured? I had, if, I, if, if Kim, I'm fucking like, <laughs> if I had any possession worth over a thousand dollars in my entire home, I it's guess, in like, my home only, insurance. Yeah, like the only thing I have that's worth that much money is like a MacBook Pro. Yeah, I don't own anything anymore. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Fifty thousand dollars, and the thing is, like. This has to be someone that she knows. This has to be an inside job. You're Um, right. It has to be. And maybe that's why she's like passionate about it because 
it's this I don't feel like she would do this with a random stranger. Mm-hmm. Um if she was if she had half a brain, it would have been insured. She would have gotten her money eventually. And by the way, like no one she's never uh what I'm curious about is like, where's the bike now? The guy's caught. Is he in jail or something? Yeah, like where's if her he's bike? Not, if he's out on bail, where's the bike? Did he sell it to a chop shop or something? Like, why don't you own the bike now? And I just why the fuck yeah. didn't you have insurance on something that's worth fifty thousand dollars? Like, I don't even think I have a car that's worth fifty. Well, I definitely don't have a car that's worth fifty thousand dollars, and it, my car is insured. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I, I yeah, that's. Uh, Especially, I, she, look, it's one thing if you if you inherit it, and you're <clears throat> you're it's just a fluid situation, and within a couple weeks, if someone like stole it right after she inherited it, that's really fucked up because it's not got to be someone that she knows that knew her father died. Yeah, that that's knew really that messed he up. Passed it to her, and if that if that's the timing, that's brutal. So I'm not trying to victim blame the theft or some shit, but if it's if it's something that if you didn't have, your entire life would be fucked up which it sounds like it is, and you didn't insure it, like, come on, like, you own yeah. property, you're, like, in your 50s, like, she's almost in her 50s, like, figure this shit out, you're an adult, you're not, you're not, like, destitute, you have money. <clears throat> I know, and she <clears throat> seems to think that this $50,000 is going to be used for many years for her life with Jamie. Totally, so. which, which, yeah, having 50 grand in Columbia... <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah, you're, that that's not that ain't Jenny money. Six grand for your entire <laughs> fucking life. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I still wonder what Jenny and Summit are living off of. But anyway, um, I guess he's working now. Maybe TLC money. This, yeah, this was the other like curiosity. I thought of this. They they talk about. The birthday, like eight months ago, Chris was supposed to come visit ja- uh, Jamie for her birthday, but that's when she ghosted her. And the way that Chris says that she she was overwhelmed with Jamie's neediness. And I'm like, really? We have not seen neediness from Jamie's end in this filming. So I'm like really curious about that. Yeah, what it, I, I am, too totally like well, how does she define needy is needy having basic communication expectations you know if if anything i understand why jamie would perceive chris as needy because she has yeah. all sorts of shit going back on back home in the states that she has to deal with and she has all these health problems which apparently <clears throat> were never fully explained and if they were how could you really know how debilitating they were until you experienced it first, you know, I guess secondhand, right? <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm really curious too, as to why Chris's pain is so acute and she says it's worse. I want to know if it's, I mean, the flight isn't that long. Um, so it could be the flight or she thinks it could be the altitude, but going back and forth for this court date is just going to make that worse. I mean, I just know, well, that's totally fair. Yeah, I mean, that's something that isn't really addressed, which is if it really was the four-hour flight, 
then you're going to have to do that twice more now. Yeah. I think Jamie's fears are totally justified um, simply because of the pain alone. Like, let's say she flies out there, the pain gets worse, and then she's like, well, now I don't want to deal with coming back because of the flight. It's just, it's such a convenient, easy excuse for her to have in her pocket. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if she does, like, do you think Chris wants to come back? I can't get a good pulse on, like, she has barely been there, like, a few days. I mean. I can't get a read on either of them in terms of, like, how committed they are to this. Because Jamie came off so, I don't know, the episode one, we thought she was, like, scamming or there was something really sinister (laughs) about the whole thing. It just didn't feel right. But since then, she's been pretty normal and it seems like she's really into her and Chris has so many weird things going on in her life. Um, I don't feel this overwhelming spark of connection between them though. Not at all. They're kind of like, I think they're the least compelling couple in a lot of ways. They don't seem very compatible at all. <clears throat> no, and I don't I don't really feel anything between them either. And it's also not funny. Yeah. I mean, the knife thing was kind of funny, but it was more like just crazy. Whereas like Debbie and Osama, there's more like comedy there. So even though it's weird, it's like funny. Right. I don't so know. The, I, I'm not feeling I, Jamie and Chris. So let's talk about the court thing. Like setting aside the details of the motorcycle, which are bananas. <laughs> It seems, it seems to stretch credit. Like I don't know, isn't it? It seems crazy that like her. Okay, first of all, there's so many things about this that are confusing. She says that she was served, but how do you get served in Colombia? Because this yeah. just happened. This just happened. Oh my god! She, great catch. And like, maybe I don't understand. Maybe there's a state law where like a live-in relative is allowed to get served. I don't know. But then also when, like, whenever I've had to go to court, I feel like I have like four fucking months notice to figure this out. Why does she have to go there in a week? With the COVID backlog, that just doesn't seem likely. I feel like she she knew about this before. Right. And then she doesn't even know if she has to go. What? <laughs> call a fuck like call a lawyer like now. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. She's sticking around, is what she's doing. I mean, can you is imagine this, if she flew all the way back there and then she's like, "Oh, I don't need to be here." And the other thing is, like, is it a criminal proceeding? Because if it's a criminal proceeding, why does she have to testify at all? He had he like if they arrested him for crim like grand theft. They know that he did it if they fucking arrested him for it, presumably. Yeah. Like, why does she, what does she have to do? Like, yeah, it's my bike. Great. Thank you very much. Goodbye. It's got to be a civil thing. Yeah. It has to be. She has to, it, I think it's because she's suing him for the money of the bike, right? Oh, I made, from what Chris described, it sounded like, oh, they caught this guy. Now you got to come and testify that that's the guy or like it's your bike it, she made make it sound sense. like a criminal thing no you're right it doesn't 
I'm not a lawyer. I, I'm not lawyer, but just nothing about it adds up like just from a lay layman's logical perspective. Kyle, you only know about cars and their prices. <laughs> I totally know so much. <laughs> I also like, what did you think about this doctor that comes to the house and gives her an injection? It's pretty like, sweet. Her, it is. But with your long medical history, that just seems precarious a little bit. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Get that muscle. I wish someone would come to my house and give me muscle relaxers <laughs> on command. <clears throat> and it probably costs like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure it was a not expensive visit. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, See, that's what that's freedom, guys. That's that is freedom. Uh, any anything else about these two? You know, I, I just Jamie is having a serious visceral reaction to Chris's pain. Yeah, and if if she look, I mean, we've said that they're a weird couple. But if she doesn't really care about her, if she's not into her in some respect, then again, I've said this before. She's an insanely good actress. I just think That's it's it probably it probably just has more to do with general worry and not knowing how to handle the situation. But she's really emotional about it. But I feel like she handled it as well as she could. Um, and by the way, I just wanted to say, like in terms of her pain. Every time that I've hurt my neck or my back, I wasn't like fucking digging up, uh, digging a hole to put a post down or something. It was something really fucking stupid. Like I sneezed weird. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Slept weird. I slept weird. So I totally believe that just simply being on a plane could fuck her up. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how long the flight was, who knows? That's every, fair. Every, every time I've had bad pain like that, it's been really fucking dumb. Like I, I angry at myself on top of the pain for like four days. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the meeting between Os- uh, Osama and Debbie? Bizarre. Forgot her, forgot her name for a second there. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so strange. So weird. I don't even know what to make of it. It was like she (laughs) floated off the plane. He had his two sad wildflowers. And he he just pulled those out of the sidewalk pole style. (laughs) He really did. And then they call each other my strange beautiful. This was weird. I'm so baffled by this meeting. For one, okay. It would be one thing if they were saying all these words in between making out and like touching each other's faces, but they have this hug and then they kind of separate and are standing like four feet apart (laughs) saying sweet nothings to each other on the sidewalk for what seems like 20 minutes. I don't understand what's happening. Like, why don't they immediately get into a vehicle or like (laughs) it was such a odd mix of the lack of physical interaction with just reciting poetry to each other in the middle of the street in Morocco. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I, yeah, this was weird. I agree. They, 
it looked like they were trying to reenact like a romantic meet cute or something, you know, like some sort of play. Like it didn't it didn't seem like real. Yeah. It was like a an old Hollywood. It was like a facsimile of an old Hollywood airport meeting that they decided to reenact. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Really strange. Also, who who has a president of the United States duffel bag that they trot out in Morocco? <laughs> Like Debbie. who wants like who wants to be associated with the president of the United States generally, <laughs> much less in Morocco? <laughs> I don't know. It's very that was weird. But like you have so I, many choices probably on what you're like. I I totally believe Debbie has eight hundred pieces of luggage that she could have chosen from. Yeah, that's a strange choice. I definitely uh, she just had too much luggage in general, but she thinks that they're going to get married in about a month. I still have no idea where these people are going after they leave the airport. Oh, wait, they said uh, they were Rabat. going to Rabat. Rabat. Yeah. The nicest place I told you about. So, but like, then where are they going to go live? I I still don't know. I Are they going to fucking live on the farm, on the goat farm? Are they living in Rabat? Are they like mahogany style getting an Airbnb for a length of time? For filming and they're both going to live there. Is she going to be there for just two fucking weeks? Like apparently Danielle is. I, <laughs> I, I will say Debbie looked pretty good getting off the plane for being like old and like traveling a long way. She had her Southern fan out, but she didn't even do like a Darcy style bathroom. Fresh, fresh up. Not that we, not that we saw. That's true. But Anyway, I was trying to see if she was flying first class. <laughs> like, did Debbie well, I mean, actually get rest? <laughs> look, I mean, she is an angel flying from heaven to Morocco. So that she, is true. It's much, good. much easier as an angel flying, you know, to, to get that rest. Yeah. Right. These two, I, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> no, that was it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there's also just one scene with Danielle, which. On the Danielle scale was still rage inducing, but not outrageous where I just she I, she de- she declares that if you don't have honesty, you don't have a marriage, you know I just want to make sure to summarize from last week one more time that it is none of Danielle's fucking business. If one of Johan's past romantic interests had an abortion or a miscarriage, I just want to make sure that we all understand like Johan is impregnated somewhere between like one and 70 women. We're not sure how many. And some of these women may have had miscarriages and maybe one of them or more had an abortion. And right now there are no children that he knows of. And this is none of, I mean, the children thing, I guess, is Danielle's business, but what his old romantic partners decided to do is none of her business. And I really, really am not a fan of this woman. Well, the thing that's frustrating about this scene is that he sits there and he explains to her what the actual situation is because it is so completely obvious that she was upset about the abortion. Unlike, you know, which is the opposite of what she was saying, but it's so like, listen to the, the, his words. 
he is explaining to her what happened like the details of this pregnancy because he's under the impression that that's why she's upset but then she she tries to make it out to be that she was only upset because he was upset and that he doesn't communicate well and that you can't just walk away. You can't just get mad at me. You were defensive and mad. And I was just asking. So again, she's lying to him. Yeah. Again, because that's not what she was fucking mad about. I she was totally just fucking <laughs> mad that she, that, that he was happy that he thought he was going to have a baby with someone else and that she can't give him a baby. That's why yeah. she's mad. I agree. I think that is, but Kyle, or are we just jealous of her? Right, right. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fair. The- Kyle, I'm just glad that Daniel and, and Johan clearly, you know, they made some progress a little bit towards having a mature adult relationship. Johan still has a long way to go though. You know, um, is she, you know, lying about the visa and where they're going to live? That that's not what we're talking about here. Johan is the one that still has a ways to go. Still, Tayama. Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, Tayamo. <laughs> I'm a wife. Okay, I'm not a girlfriend that you can throw in the trash like every other woman you've ever spoken to. <laughs> I'm sure the other women I'm not that he was one banging, of your Dominican whores. I was thinking these other women were also like some vacationing women from freaking Texas, oh, yeah. like we talked about. And oh, they yeah. probably were like, yeah, I'm on vacation. I'm going to bang this like baby arm dick once. And then I'm right. going to go the fuck home and I'm not going to pursue marriage with him. What a wild idea. God, you're just, you're so fucking jealous, Kim. I can see it on your face. <laughs> it is. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, let's, Isabel and Gabe. Um, so I've already talked about the fact that these two do something else nobody else does, which is laugh. Did you notice like <laughs> the B-roll of some of like some sort of beer, like street cocktail? Oh, good. no. I'm sure it was really good. Yeah. So it, 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 the surgery that he wants is kind of what we suspected, which is like a pectoral situation that he's not happy with. Um, I, I was under the impression that he had already had top surgery, but apparently no, it's just a result of the hormones and just what he, what he has always had up there. And he, uh, he wants to finish this transition. So they're going to the doctor. Yeah. Um, He, he calls them his little milk jugs, which I was like, (laughs) that kind of describes my boobs. So I'm with you. (laughs) Um, I'm, I I can't imagine how difficult it is to find a doctor that gets what you're trying to do and is helpful and sympathetic and, and knows, you know, how to, how to communicate with you about these issues. And I think that's why there's 
Like I know, I know that there is a to to rephrase. I'm sure there are a select few very very popular surgeons. Yeah, that's that's the feeling I get, but I I don't that, know yeah, obviously, but that are popular with the trans community because they understand how to work with people like this. Unlike this other doctor who's like, "I don't believe you." Like I could see someone thinking that they're saying a compliment to someone, but Gabe clearly didn't see it that way. What you're specifically talking about like when the doctor said, I don't believe that you're trans, I bet oh. some people would think that they're paying him a compliment by saying that. I see. We didn't see that on the screen, to be clear. Gabe told the yeah. story that a doctor had said that to him, which is right. yeah, really offensive. But um, this doctor we see in Colombia, though, he seemed pretty knowledgeable, I yeah, think, ish. It, yeah. I mean, I was curious why... It was interesting that he came in for a top surgery consultation and everything just became about his dick. I was kind of curious why yeah. that was. Um, maybe he was just trying. Maybe. I mean, the guy seemed genuinely curious because I know that his surgery was sounds like pretty cutting edge medical technology and maybe they just don't have the know-how to do that surgery down there so it seemed like he was I, yeah. honestly curious about about what he had done but well, um i think yeah. that the doctor only asked one question which is like hey top surgery is easier than bottom surgery so i'm surprised that you did bottom surgery first like why right. was that and gabe does like i think he gives a really long explanation which is great but um I don't know that it was the doctor as much as Gabe's medical history with this surgery was just really long and and arduous, you know? I mean, he had the phalloplasty taking the tissue from, like, one thigh to create the penis. It didn't have good nerves, so he woke up from that surgery with no penis. And then they had to try the other thigh and I think it's super painful, right? To like take yeah, it from like, the thigh. You could imagine like they fucking, well, <clears throat> they ripped the skin off Ooh. and then they just had to fucking put it back. Yeah. How frustrating. How frustrating. And that's, that's awful. But I thought it was interesting to learn that they hook up like the clitoris nerves to the phallus. So you don't, if you don't have good nerves from that donor site, you're not going to have good feeling and like the constructed penis. And so he had to try both legs, basically. So that was two surgeries. And then his urethra closed up. So he had to have another surgery to correct that. That's a lot. I mean, that's really painful. That's, But I think yeah. it was just like a lot of explanation that the doctor needed to know about that bottom surgery. I don't think the doctor was expecting to get like, you know, it, you would think it was like, ideally, it would have been one surgery and good to go. But it just didn't turn out that way. I don't know. I just, I find all of this like really informative and... I think Gabe is a good educator. So I also like, I was interested that um, he was worried about the scarring. And also this surgery in Columbia was three grand. He said it's way cheaper than in the States. So yeah. that, that was interesting. His scars um, I, looked, um, looked deep though. I, uh, it just looked like it was painful, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, have to agree with him. Cocks are ugly. <laughs> Isabel, I think, said that. Penises are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Do you need something to listen to while you're on long walks in your neighborhood or cooking or cleaning your house? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed, either via Patreon or our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month, less than a Starbucks nowadays, and it's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice. So you'll get our premium podcast just like any other podcast in your feed. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly, about 90 minutes to two hours long, and our B-Sides episode, which drops on Wednesday morning, where we discuss more 90-day gossip and any other 90-day shows that are currently airing, like Darcy and Stacy, David and Annie, and we sometimes discuss other reality TV. Brother Husbands is coming up. We covered Love is Blind, and we'll continue to do so. You'll also get full access to our complete archive of podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. Kyle, any last words? I'm sorry about my voice and the coughing. And um, I feel like I was going in and out of consciousness at the end there talking about <laughs> Nicole and Mahmoud. So I'm sorry if I was completely incoherent. I'm going to be better next week. I promise. If we have so much fun stuff coming up on our Patreon or, or Supercast, a lot of people signing up for Supercast primarily these days. Um, but Love is Blind. The trailer is out for season four. It looks great. It's coming in a week and a half. We're going to cover it. We've got Love in Paradise season three. Yes. Two, three, three coming. 90 Day UK season two this summer. We've got brother husbands. Oh my God, there's so much good stuff. Like end of March, shit is hitting. You know, we're, it's coming out. <laughs> it's going to be great. Very excited. Still loving the season. This is a great episode. I really laughed a lot. I laughed a lot yeah. this episode. I We laughed. We learned. We, we did learn. We got angry, you know? Good stuff. All three of this is this is a trifecta of goodness. You laugh, yeah. you learn, you get angry. Take that into consideration, reality TV producers. Thank <laughs> you for listening. I think we're all done here. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>